Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Grains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to the special Dallas edition of Hell World Adventures Therein. I'm dyslexic or psychotic or all of these <laughs> things as I babble incoherently. But guess what? I completed my Hajj. I went to Dallas. I went to Dilly Plaza, and I was joined by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. It's me. I was there. I was I was in Dallas. Yes, uh, the two the two of us were in Dallas. We went to uh, Dealey Plaza. We visited that majestic place. Deep cuts. We did deep cuts. We did the deep cuts. Yeah, we 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 did all the assassination stuff that there is to do in Dallas, with the exception of going to Parkland Hospital, which uh, don't know that they're really that keen about people gawking it there because it's kind of a hospital where they they try to do work and stuff. They're like, yeah, by the way, the president and also his assassin, and then his assassin's assassin all died here. Ain't that a thing? But uh, yeah, so um, so this is the uh, the magic and majesty of Dealey Plaza and the events around there as well. So uh, I got into Dallas. Um, I was on Spirit Airlines, the worst airline in the world. My plane landed in Dallas. Uh, I was packed in that plane like a sardine. Uh, they don't give you much comfort or space. And then we stayed on the tarmac for an hour before our gate was open, which was absolutely delightful. And the whole time... He's just texting me, like 1% left. Yeah, (laughs) I'm texting Haley about how my phone's about to die. Because uh, like a super genius, right as I was getting to my seat, uh, I... my my battery for my phone fell out of my hand and because I had no room to operate, I was just unable to find it. And it turned out I was sitting on my battery the whole time. And so I managed to unbrick my phone when I got into the airport. So I was actually able to uh, message Haley and let her know where I was because that would have been super deluxe fun if my phone had completely bricked. Uh, while I was in the airport with having no way to... It's like uh, a huge uh, airport, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a ma- it's, Dallas-Fort Worth is a massive airport. And uh, it it was... Uh, when we get to our leaving Dallas, my experience at the Dallas-Fort... Not as bad as Haley's, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> but, uh, boy, it was uh, not great, is how I will describe my exit from Dallas. Um, Mine went smooth. Oh, uh, smooth, <laughs> smooth as sandpaper. So uh, I get it. So I finally I get in, find Haley. Uh, we get to my hotel, which is located pretty much at Daily Plaza. And then I crash for a while. And then we, we reconnoiter and we start our adventures. So we, I, we met it. We met at sundown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we met at the assassination site at sundown. Yep. We met at Daily Plaza at sundown. And the first thing that I really noticed from Daily Plaza when I was there is that it is very small. It is not this massive piece of land where this thing happened. It's very tiny. I think people think that because it has a title like Daily Plaza, that it has to be this like big stretch of road and large bit of territory. It's like, no, it's actually really small. It's just like a corner. It's 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 basically like a corner turn. Uh, you're on that road when you're when you when you commute on that road you're in Dealey plaza for maybe like 10 seconds like it's 10 seconds of driving it's It's so funny too it's like a main road that people take to work to it gets to the freeway and it's just like everybody's taking photos in the road they're playing dead in the road (laughs) yeah 
the, the one thing you learn, uh, I became a expert on how to take a photo while you're standing on the X that in- indicates where Kennedy got shot in the head. And basically, uh, there's a lot of foot traffic in, in Dilly Plaza. And if you just watch the crosswalk, that's when you can block the cars off so you can run over to the X and get your photo and pose on the X dramatically or triumphantly or however you want to do it. Um, I was there for I don't, like a half hour one day and I was just watching all these people get on the X and it was just so funny. Um, they have another pair of X's for where the magic bullet hit Kennedy and Connolly. And one guy ran over to those and got a photo. And then about like a minute later, he realized he got the wrong X. So then he ran over to the murder X and got his photo on that. And he like really, really aggressively posed for that murder X photo. He did like a double, double finger point to the X on the ground. Like, ah, Look, it's the ad. It's where Kennedy got murdered. Yeah, and I was just like, man, this guy's almost going full waz up. I mean, this is this is intense. So I got. To, I just did uh, handguns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Haley Haley wore out her handguns. She was <laughs> she was doing a lot of handgun shooting in Daily Plaza. Like, Pow right in the kiss. Over. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure everybody was very like that. That's respectful. Oh oh the. One thing, oh, I, I, that was one of the funniest things was uh, Haley had this idea in her head that there would be some sort of decorum in Daily Plaza, that there would be some level of tact or integrity because she had brought stickers to tag things with, but she didn't bring any for Daily Plaza. We got the Daily Plaza, everything's tagged to shit. There's I was shocked. Everything's tagged to shit. There's graffiti everywhere. There was Patriot everywhere. fart stickers that you removed. That was very anti-fascist action. Yes, yo, I am I am Antifa incarnate. I, I mm-hmm. uh, managed to get my my long fingernails in there and rip a uh, Patriot Front uh, sticker off of a sign. That it was, was desecrating your spot. Yes, it was. It was. It was desecrating <laughs> my 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 sacred ground, my holy land. I love yeah. this. Is this is this was one of my favorite parts? Honestly, was how like tagged the uh, grassy knoll fence was, um, with just like random comments. Like one was, "We're all patsies." Um, some were just telling you to watch certain documentaries. This one says like, it was the badge man checkout documentary who killed JFK. <laughs> um, one's where's the umbrella man. Some say it wasn't Oswald. Um, one of them it, that's directly in front of like the, the so-called kill shot sewer. Right. Yeah. Is that yes. The drain sewer drain. The storm drain. Um, the, 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 yeah. negative four, the negative 48 storm drain. Yes. Yeah, it that right above that you can see point of view you're about to kill JFK and then like it says that like the storm, you know, the killer the spot is right here, you know, if you just look above. Uh nothing bad happens to the Kennedys is written twice if you want to explain that one. Uh that is a reference to the show Clone High where uh, all these famous people are cloned and brought to a high school. And in that show, JFK is an obnoxious jock jerk and Abraham Lincoln is the dorky nerd. And in that episode, I, uh, Kennedy and, and Lincoln are having a street race and JFK is about to win. And as he's about to win, he shouts, nothing bad ever happened to the Kennedys. And then his car jackknifes and crashes and he loses. So, uh, yeah. There was also he- tags on the bridge that were hilarious. Uh, like the wa- the walking path bridge. Is yeah. that where like the the negative forty eight people hang out? Hung out. 
Uh, it could be. I, I, that would be more of a karma thing than a me thing to oh, know exactly well. where those. I mean, because I would assume those people congregate on the grassy knoll because the grassy knoll is like all the action. So <laughs> it was but, just so funny. All the tags up there. It was like I'm so horny and like king cock and shit. It was like very respectful. <laughs> Actually, before you got in, there was a there was a a sticker sighting. Um, just on the side of the road and it was a negative 48 sticker it was like some uh, gematria shit <laughs> oh yeah it was like I, I drained the swamp 147 something like that yeah i yeah. caught the swamp 174 yeah yeah that's funny yeah. Uh, so there there's still there's still some small sightings even after he went uh, uh, allegedly, allegedly, we, 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 for all we know, Michael Prothman faked his death, as, as, did, as did both JFK Jr. and JFK Sr. True. Oh, yeah. And Jesus uh, or something. Yes. Oh, the first night we saw the, uh, we went to the obelisk, and um, you told me about how that's a uh, Illuminati ritual site. Oh, yeah. Uh, obelisks are Freemason stuff, uh, and so there are a lot of conspiracy theories. There's an obelisk basically right... Uh, it's right next to Dealey Plaza. And so the obelisk is within easy walking distance of where Kennedy was assassinated. So people like to talk about how like the, how the deep state had their watchful eye upon Kennedy during his murder. Cause they had this obelisk like the Washington monument being an obelisk that pisses off a lot of people. I remember when QAnon planned to do their, their first big, in real life meet and greet and it was going to be in, in washington dc at the monument during 9 11 people were like "Ooh, obelisk ick no no hard pass and optics <laughs> yeah. oh, oh oh it's god is it all about optics god is uh, it all about optics but yeah uh also the first night we went to the that was and it was the only time we went we didn't even go during the day to get like any decent shots because i just didn't give a shit but that weird memorial the open tomb it's like not at dealey plaza yeah, so yeah there's this uh very there's this very odd memorial to john f kennedy that i didn't even know existed until i went there and it's pretty much just a little ways away from dealey plaza and it is this concrete just this giant concrete slab it's very tall it's like 50 feet tall um, and it's the, you have to read the uh, presentation of it to understand what it's about. And it's basically a concrete slab that just has uh, gaps in each side. And the idea is that it's an open tomb and that like, John F. Kennedy cannot, his spirit, his spirit cannot be enclosed. It's not like trapped. It is like freely roaming in America. His spirit is among us. And in the middle of this giant concrete slab, inside the inside of it is a little black riser that just has. It's a little like I don't even. It's not even like a foot tall. It's like eight inches tall. It's just a little black black platform that just says John Fitzgerald Kennedy in gold at the bottom of it on the. On it one indents on in the ground, and it's like you're gonna trip in it. It's... Yeah, if, if you didn't know, if you didn't know what it was, if you walked in from a side where where John F. Kennedy's name isn't on it. You could trip on it. It's really weird. It's, uh, it's a weird memorial all around. It, it's just, it's really just not, it's, it's incredibly abstract is basically the main thing of it. There's just not a lot to it and you have to be told what it's about to get it. And I would think that I would want something a little more personalized, something a little more about the man. Cause, uh, 
and I'd mentioned this to Haley that on the on the stand, instead of just having it be just that tiny little black riser that just has his name on it, you could put a sculpture of his rocking chair on it because that was like one of the famous bits of the of the Kennedy mystique was that uh, he famously had a bad back. So he didn't like sitting in regular chairs. He liked sitting in his rocking chair for his for his bad back. So like putting a sculpture of the empty rocking chair on top of that little stand would have been something that could have conveyed that like this was John F. Kennedy and now now he, he now he has passed, but his legacy remains and endures with us. You don't even have to do I a think it should have been like a like a like a fifty foot tall statue of him in pure gold buff with a superman cape on um i think that would have been better that's going to be trump's uh, memorial that's what they're going to do for him <laughs> I, I i think we've mentioned this a million years ago on the pod um but that was actually trump's plan when he got out of the hospital when he didn't die of covid that he literally wanted to walk the white house grass and as he did so he wanted to unbutton his shirt and have a superman shirt under it and uh, his staff said, "Like that, don't. That's that's way. That's don't, buddy, buddy, don't. <laughs> no, hard, hard pass on that. They had to pass. talk. They had to talk him out of the. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't die of COVID, and that makes me Superman. Uh, m- m- little gimmick. So yeah. Um, but they'll. But the the Trump memorials will not be anything abstract. They will be as tacky and in your face." as humanly possible and it they won't will be... be an artistically haunting tomb no, that's it... meant to elicit sadness it'll no, just be really obnoxious no, no. It, it, it'll be meant to elicit people screaming where we go one we go all <laughs> as they as they go by it yeah that that's what that's what it's going to elicit oh yeah it, it, it's going to be it's going to be like an animatronic trump robot doing what, what QAnon calls an air cue because <laughs> do you know what an air cue is Haley? was that just like uh, yes. Yeah, it's an air cue. But this is the thing: is that if you ever watch Trump at a rally after the rally is oh, over, and he's always like, he yeah he he's he's point he, he like Trump does lots of pointing, and then every so often he'll just do a circle with his hand <laughs> and a point, and people have translated that circle and a point into an air cue, where he does a little circle point and then does a jab with his finger, and they. They they create this alternate reality where he does the circle and then he draws the line for the cue, and he never does. It's so funny. I've seen them. I've even seen them do animations where they 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 like trace where his finger went, and it, a lot of times it's like a C with a line <laughs> and other stuff. It's, he, he's never done an actual air cue, but that's what's going to be. It's going to be a fifty foot tall animatronic Trump robot that does air cues, just <laughs> just banging out the air cues. Actually, when I was in, um, I was in, cause I got, I was in Texas for a little bit longer than you. And when I was in San Antonio, well, I, I took the train in, uh, there was a, like, kind of like a Madame Tussauds, but I think it was called something different. And there was actually a gigantic Trump and Biden head, um, yeah. I'm sending it to you right now so you can get a load of that. And like the lights were flickering in the building, so it kind of looked a little bit evil. Like these things are like as tall as me. Um it was just it's just a giant head. Yes, I um, see these giant heads and 
I gotta say that the Biden head just looks like really cheerful, and the Trump head looks like smug and disinterested. The Trump head and like the lights good. flashing like a strobe in there because the light was kind of busted. It was just it looked extra evil, you know. Uh, oh, speaking uh, of my road trip, I didn't mention this time around. Uh, I went to Waco. That was interesting. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, yeah. Tell us about your magical trip to Waco. Um, it was interesting because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I stopped by this thing called the Magnolia Market on the way to the actual Branch Davidian, um, like massacre site. Um, and like, I, 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 uh, for those of you who don't know, like me, there's this, there's these two silos in Waco proper, like the city, uh, that have been like, I don't know, bought out by some, I've been informed HGTV couple who is like popular in, I don't know, interior design TV world. And um, I stopped by this like thing called the silos or something. And it's just like, I don't know, knitted pillows, knitted scarves, knitted everything. Here's a cupcake store. And I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, but I went to the uh, a little bit farther out. You go about 15 more miles and you just keep taking like road to nowhere and you get to the Branch Davidian um, compound and like it's technically still there. There was like a couple trailers and like kids running around barefoot. Um, but nobody was really very friendly, even though you're technically allowed in there. <laughs> Um, and there's not really much there except for like the small rebuild of the church that they did. And then like, um, like a, like a, a gravestone with all the, the people who died and just like, it, it's clearly pro cult, you know, like it, 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 uh, it, it like refers to Koresh as like the prophet. Um, and it has like a, has like a pretty big monument to the seven shepherds of the, like, advent movement and it has Koresh at the end so they're still like memorializing him um and then there's also a uh like a gravestone and memorial for the OKC bombing which I thought was interesting I guess I, I guess I feel a little guilty there um I you told me about that and I couldn't wrap my head around it I'm like what does this uh, have to do okay with so Timothy McVeigh was like I mean obviously white supremacist beforehand but like he kind of got like even more radicalized into his like anti-government beliefs after Ruby Ridge, Ruby Ridge, and uh, like the Waco massacre, um, and the OKC bombing actually occurred two years to the date of the Waco massacre. So it was kind of like a, you know, little sign, little yeah. little a little uh, reference there, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway, that was interesting. I thought the memorial for the OKC bombing was kind of out interesting. of place and bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it was a little interesting. I don't know. Uh, and then like, yeah, the fence is the fence is like gated that they have, and um, it has like a like logo for the branch, and it says the branch are righteousness, and it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think so. Look. Yep. Um, but yeah, people still live there. Uh, there was horses running around. It was definitely weird vibes. I did not feel like I was welcome, so I bounced. <laughs> yeah. So I I went. I just went straight to Dallas. I had no uh, fun sightseeing road tour, and 
the thing that was really funny was so each day I was in Dealey Plaza was like slightly different than the previous ones, culminating in a hilarious Sunday, which we will get to. Um, but just getting my lay of the land, it did, the, as I said previously, it's very small, but on top of it being very small, it being there really demystified a lot of the assassination for me because it was just very. Um, the grassy knoll, the angle doesn't work for the gunshot that all the conspiracy theorists like to talk about. Um, they like to talk about uh, the the excuse that they like to use for the fact that Kennedy was shot from the front, but the doctors at Parkland Hospital didn't notice that. Is that they blame his thick head of hair for concealing the entry wound because he was shot in the right temple. And that was right through his massive, uh, his massive weave, his massive, his massive flowing locks of hair. Those Kennedy curls. The Kennedy curls, <laughs> yes. Uh, so th- if he'd been shot in the right temple from the grassy knoll, from that angle, it would have absolutely have like just blown out the left side of his head. And um, it would, it would have just turned uh, Jacqueline Kennedy into a Tarantino film like immediately. Like uh, she just would have been caked in gore instantaneously. And uh, we know that didn't happen from the Zapruder film. And so, and it, it, it nothing lines up the storm drain. Uh, when I was standing on top of the storm drain, much never mind inside the storm drain, trying to poke a gun out. You barely have line of sight on the X standing on top of the storm drain. So, to imagine that you could possibly have line of sight on it when you're inside the storm drain is nonsense. And the other thing that's really funny is that when Protzman was alive and he was talking about this shit, Protzman was one of these uh, Zapruder film hoax truthers. That uh, There are a lot of people who think that the Zapruder film was edited, that it's a lie, that uh, the Zapruder film hides the fact that the limo came to a full stop. And... If the limo came to a full stop, that that would mean the murder X is not where it's supposed to be. That it should be back further because the limo didn't make it to that spot. So if the limo's even even more feet backwards from where it's supposed to be, it'd be even harder for you to shoot from the storm drain. So the whole thing is just nonsense. It doesn't it doesn't work. And that's the main thing that I got from this was that there really wasn't an angle where the frontal shot makes any sense. Uh, whereas Oswald shooting from that window, I could do that. I mean, it wasn't the Oswald's. It like, seemed pretty actually easy. Like yeah, it, you, can, you can look out the window and it's like, it's right there. It's not right. even that high of a building. No, I mean, yeah. And Oswald had a, like a, I think it was, they said like a four power scope. So like he had, he had a scope that was definitely helping him. And I've heard people say, oh, the angle was tricky. It's like, not really. Like, no. This, no, this this was not tough. Like, it, like it, you just look down and it's right there. You can see the X clearly. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, it, we're looking at it from like one window over because the sniper nest window yeah. is plexiglass off. off. Yeah, it's closed off. Basically, uh, the sixth floor museum is very interesting. We went there the next day. Right. Yeah. So day day two, day two, we did the sixth floor museum and the sixth floor museum is very interesting because they do present everything in an historical context, but 
a lot of the museum seems to be very much about not being stringent about the fact that Oswald acted alone. They post a lot of stuff on the walls about conspiracy theories. They don't want to yuck anyone's yum when it comes to conspiracy theories. They really don't want to hit you over the head with, look, dum-dums, it was Oswald. Get it over, get over it. They don't want to do that because they know that they're audience is mostly conspiracy based and they know that the people coming there the majority of them believe in a conspiracy so they're not gonna they're not gonna crush you they're just gonna give you all this evidence and they're gonna talk about it the one bit of evidence that was really awesome at the sixth floor museum was oswald's ring his wedding ring which no conspiracy theorist will tell you about the fact that the night before the assassination or i should say the morning of the assassination his wife wakes up and oswald's gone and he's off to work and he left $170 and his wedding ring on the nightstand next to her in the her, next to her bed. So it's like that seems ominous. That seems not great for a totally innocent guy who was set up by the government to take the fall for the assassination. For that the guy to be like, I bequeath to you all my money and also my wedding ring, dearest wife. You surely work. Yeah. On a normal day. Just gonna, just gonna go to work normal day as usual you know you know how you do on a friday on a friday before you go to work you just take off your wedding ring leave a pile of money for your wife and just go to work so you treat totally yourself baby yeah have a, have a spot a money <laughs> if a buck 70 ain't enough for you hawk the ring what do i care <laughs> I, I i just want you to have your best life to this fine day you're not going to turn on the news in a little while and get some really bad shit to hear some really bad stuff. Like, what's really funny is he had tried to kill a general before this, General Walker, and he hit uh, one of the... Um, he, he shot through a window. Walker was in his house, and Oswald like hit one of the frame of the window and it deflected the bullet so he didn't kill him. There's like a part of me that just sort of wonders that when... Because Oswald never went to his wife's house during the week while he was working in Dallas. Uh, the, he, him going to visit his wife on Thursday and then like going back to work on Friday with a large package that was allegedly curtain rods and all that stuff. It was all kind of out of sorts. There's like there's like really dark part of me in the back of my head that wonders if Maria Oswald had like somehow put two and two together and been like, my abusive, unstable husband who tried to kill a general is trying to like patch our marriage together. Then the president's about to be in town tomorrow. Maybe I should be really nice to him or something. Maybe I should just be really chill. Maybe if I'm nice to him, he won't kill the president. <laughs> and, then, and like Maria actually like said that in the in the Warren Commission afterwards. She like kind of like was like, man, and maybe if I didn't tell him to fuck off, this all would have gone differently. Like, but, but she, like, hey, when you're in, a, in an abusive relationship, you're probably not trying to like do the whole uh, like conspiracy theory cork board and string thing where you're like, if I reject my husband, he's going to go out into the garage and crap that and gun. Bop the president. And then bop the president. Right. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's just like, you, 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 after the fact, you're like, oh shit, that's a thing that could have set that thing in motion. Ain't that terrifying and bad. So yeah, um, that all, 
it, 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 so just that wedding ring story was very interesting to me, and I'm glad that that was something that people could read about because you ain't going to hear that shit watching the movie JFK or any conspiracy theory movie where they're just like the CIA or George Bush did it. They killed the president or um, or it was an accident. The Secret Service agent in the follow up car shot him, which. Again, Dealey Plaza is really small. If someone fired a gun in the backup car behind Kennedy, people probably would have noticed. People probably would have reacted <laughs> to that. They'd be like, oh my God, the Secret Service just killed the president. Ain't that a thing? I mean, didn't we all just see that? Yeah, standing didn't we? here on this small corner? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like, conspiracy theories like that literally need decades between the event and when they're invented to come up in order to make it work because the eyewitnesses who are there would be like, no, no, that didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. No. It's There's like, even oh. a really interesting part in the museum where it shows all the cameras that were used that day that like gathered, that actually got photographic evidence of the day. And it showed like the photo that the camera captured. And then it like gave kind of information about the camera. Like this was taken at like point four seconds after the sh- fatal shot was hit. This photo was taken, like, on the oldest camera, so the processing is a bit, like, grainy. Like, it just gave, like, this really interesting kind of mapping of, like, the second all the cameras that were in the audience did capture the moment um, that I thought was kind of cool. Oh, Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's just like, yeah, we all saw that thing. Hey, there's the guy up there. It's not that high of a building. Right. That's the thing. (laughs) That's one of the things about this is that the assassination is incredibly well documented. We have two different videos of the assassination. The Zapruder film is obviously the most famous one, but there's also the Nix film, which is less famous, mostly because it's shot from across the street. So you really can't see Kennedy getting shot. If, like you freeze frame it and focus in on it, you can actually see a little bit of the cloud of blood over his head when the when the headshot hits. But it's from it's you, you're mostly seeing Jackie because it's from that side of the car, so you're not getting a lot of information on on what happened to the president. But we have those two films, and we have as, as Haley said the, that exhibit. There's like eight or nine cameras like all lined up, and they and then they show you the photos of like when in the assassination sequence they were taken. There's like a famous photo from a uh, press reporter after Kennedy's hit in the throat. You can see his arms are up and you can see the Secret Service are turning their heads towards the book depository because that's where they heard the shot come from. And so there's there's just so much actual evidence, physical evidence on top of eye and ear evidence that makes it really pretty clear that a Secret Service agent didn't accidentally just like slip on a rifle and shoot the president in the back of the head. Or a guy just popped up out of a storm drain right in the middle of everybody, where everybody's standing. That's that's a good one. Well, the the idea is that he was not that. It's that he poked a gun up from the storm drain, shot Uh. the president, then pulled the gun back down, then ran out the sewers and got away. And that is because what you just said is kind of like one of the reasons why people go after the whole idea of the grassy old gunman is that, holy shit, that guy would be so goddamn exposed after he fired that shot. He fires that shot. And even in the in, in the aftermath videos and in the there was one guy who was like who was reporting basically uh, live reporting radio broadcasting the assassination. He didn't he didn't know that's what he was doing. But uh, you can see people running towards the knoll. And it's one of these things where 
if there was a guy on the knoll with a gun, the someone would have seen him. Someone would have caught that guy because he, he, he was just exposed to the world. And the, the, the broadcast I'm talking about, basically this guy, he's given this very super cheerful, man, everything's going great. And here's the president. And man, it's just been an absolute banger of a day in Dallas. And things are just looking like absolutely peachy. Not a care in the world. And then there's a pause. And then after that pause, he's like, it, it appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. I repeat, something has happened in the motorcade route. People are rushing up the hill alongside Simmons Freeway. That is the actual verbiage he uses. And if pe- there are people that ran towards the knoll. Like After the shooting, there were a bunch of people run towards the knoll. And it's like, if there was someone there... I don't know how that guy got away. That guy would have been in a world of shit. Did you see that, that they had the like telegraphs that were reporting live as it was happening? Like just the little sentences that they were kind of reporting as it happened. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting too. Oh yeah. It it is, it is wild. The amount of misinformation that comes out. Because this is one of those things where people talk about this shit and this is how conspiracy theories get baked into all this stuff because so much stuff is getting reported just helter just helter skelter just everyone's frantic to get any little bit of information they can throw out there there was uh, a period of time where it was reported that Lyndon Johnson had been shot in the arm or he had suffered a heart attack during the assassination and neither of these things are true uh, basically what I, what happened was, uh, when Johnson was rushed into the hospital, cause the secret service are trying to protect him at this point, cause they don't know if there's a conspiracy to kill everybody or not. And when he was being rushed into the hospital, he had like a jacket over his arm and they thought that, that, that they, the jacket was on his arm. Cause it was like, they were trying to put pressure on the wound from when he'd been shot in the arm. And so like that kind of stuff came up and this is why like literally every mass shooting we have in America, there's always a false report of a second shooter. There's always a false report of of more than one attacker. And then within like a couple hours, it's one dude and we worked it out. And, but then the conspiracy theory was like, Oh, they're vanishing the second shooter. Oh, they're making that go away. But I got the report here on my TikTok, And it's like, yeah, people are just flailing. It's the 72 hour rule. It's just, you, it's everything. Information changes yes <laughs> right exactly. which is like yeah you can kind of see how some of the conspiracies do like from the beginning it's like oh it's because like some people got obsessed with like the media report here you know <laughs> yeah oh, yeah and the thing about the kennedy assassination is that a lot of the a lot of the decisions that were made led to a lot of uh shit that was that looked bad in hindsight like Haley did not know about the nearly armed confrontation over JFK's body in the hospital. Yeah, I, had funny. T- <laughs> I, had, I had to tell her that story while we were at the sixth floor museum about how basically, uh, so Kennedy's dead and the secret service want to get Lyndon Johnson out of Dallas immediately because it's super dangerous and they don't know what's going on. And Lyndon Johnson's like, well, I'm not leaving without Jackie Kennedy because me abandoning the blood-soaked widow of the murdered husband of the murdered president looks really bad. And the Secret Service are just like, well, Jackie is not leaving without her husband's body. And then Lyndon Johnson's like, well, then get the body then. And the 
Dallas hospital and the Texas and the Dallas police are like, no, the state law says if you're killed in, in, in Texas, you get autopsied in Texas. And the secret service were like, fuck your stupid laws. We're taking this body. And it led to this ugly confrontation where they nearly drew guns. They nearly drew guns over the president's coffin. And then eventually the Parkland doctors just relented and said, fuck it, let them take the Didn't body. Didn't you say like the cross broke off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was a cross on the top of the coffin. And as they were jostling it, they broke the cross off it. It was, it was, a, it was a real ugly scene. And so now conspiracy theorists are like, they knew the body like was shot from the wrong angle and they had to get it out of Dallas before the proper autopsy exposed their plans. Whereas like that's the conspiracy side of it. The side of it that the, that we have evidence for is just the fact that Lyndon Johnson really did not want to fly back to Washington DC as the president while Jackie Kennedy was like in some hallway in a hospital in Dallas while some doctors were like, just a couple more hours, hours, Jackie, while we carve up your husband like a turkey and make sure this autopsy is all official. I mean, <laughs> like that's that's actually what, what he was trying to avoid. And like uh, she, Jackie determined where the autopsy was going to be held because they were flying back to D.C. and they just said, "Yo, Jackie, we have to autopsy your husband." And she's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Because they were he was murdered. We were going to have a trial for who killed him." And we need evidence against that person. And the autopsy is the best way to get that evidence. So we do have to autopsy your husband. And she's like, fine, fuck it, whatever. And then they were just like, well, where would you like him to have his autopsy done? And because they had Walter Reed and they had Bethesda in D.C. And she said Bethesda because he was in the Navy in World War II. So he should go to the Navy. She's a big gamer. Yes. Huge, huge gamer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, The the Kennedy... uh, the Kennedy family big in the Skyrim and Fallout, uh-huh. they love yep. all that stuff. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay, at the museum though, they had like a replica of the gun, which is like, come on, give me the gun. Let me see the gun. Yeah, the, the the actual gun is at the National Archives. They said I don't know if it's being displayed at the National Archives, but it was very funny that the National Archives was just like, "Fuck you, you tourist trap museum. You don't <laughs> you don't get the real gun. The real gun the real gun is is at the actual like real official building, not not you." people they, they did have the plate setting though of uh that he never got to eat no, yes uh yeah they, 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 they had his his lunch that he was going to have at the dallas trademark they had the his the place set for the, yeah the, the place set that kennedy was going to have his plate his knife and fork his cup all of the stuff that was going to be waiting for him when he arrived at the dallas trademark they had there I don't. I didn't see the video of it, but that's one of the bits of Kennedy minutia that exists. Is uh, the videos of the Dallas trademark? It's um, as one person said, it's one of the few times in the world where you could actually see news traveling through a room. Basically, like basically, the trademark gets the word, and like it just washes over the entire room. That oh my, God, the president's been shot. He's not making it here. No, and. <laughs> Yep, yeah, pretty much. And um, there is there's this very sad uh, bit of video of someone taking the presidential seal off the podium at the trademark because uh, that speech isn't happening. And so, like that, it's it, it's really odd. And they also had like uh, photos of people that were past Geely Plaza that had not heard the shots or anything. There are people still waving at the car as the car is now racing to the hospital. And I'm sure those people were like, what the fuck? Why was a Secret Service agent in the car? The shit. What was going on there? Yeah. Um, 
I did so, like the old uh, the 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 newspapers that they had of like kind of conspiracy stuff. Like they had that Clinton body count kind of proto yeah. Clinton body count one. Right. Yeah. Again, as I mentioned previously, they're very kid glovey with the conspiracy theories. And what Haley's talking about there is uh, a snippet of a newspaper. It's basically kind of like an ad for um, a conspiracy theory where they talk about how all these witnesses to the Kennedy assassination died violently. And the odds of all of them dying violently is so mathematically small. One from a karate chop to the neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, man, I, I wish I remembered that story. But that is one of the main things that conspiracy theorists love to point out is this massive, sprawling conspiracy to kill everyone who was literally about to testify. It, it Basically, if Twitter existed back in the day of the whole the thing felt like proto twitter like all the 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 like the reports coming out early and wrong and just like it's kind of just quick little sentences it felt like tweets uh i don't know a lot of it did feel feel a little bit like okay we've always been a little bit the same <laughs> yeah what i was gonna say is that if, if if twitter had existed back then the meme would have been literally i a, a person who had recently been killed i have evidence that jfk was murdered by a conspiracy instead of i have evidence that would lead to the arrest of hillary clinton <laughs> literally yeah it's just that this um, one. yeah what haley is showing me now theater of the mind for you people is um there were two right-wing ads that were placed in newspapers the morning of Kennedy's arrival in Dallas. The first of which was a um, my, was the one that's kind of more famous because it's visual, and it's the front and side. It's the front and profile of Kennedy with the, the words "Wanted for Treason" under it to try to make it look like a mugshot, and it just talks about how Kennedy is selling us out to the communists. The one Haley showed me is the one that's like, welcome to Dallas, Mr. President. And it then asks a series of questions about like, why are the communists kicking our ass all over uh, the globe? And why do you suck at your job? You soft on communism, pinko loser. And it's just like 12 bullet points. Like, why is this motherfucker a fucking communist? Yeah. Just over yeah. and over. Yeah. Over and <laughs> over again. It's like, it's like uh, just uh, why are you selling us out to, to the Soviet Union, you piece of shit? And... That that one is one that Kennedy actually got his hands on that morning, and after looking at it, he uh, turned to his wife and said, "We're heading into nut country." So, um, just like, and this is the thing is like, this is why a lot of people did not want Kennedy to go to Dallas in the first place because he had just a few months pre previous to this, he had uh, proposed the Civil Rights Bill that would eventually get passed under Lyndon Johnson, and. Between that and the fact that Dallas had been very hostile to members of the Kennedy administration before this, it was just kind of like, you know, buddy, maybe maybe take a pass on Dallas. Maybe maybe don't go there. And there were some Confederate flags in the crowd when he arrived at Love Field. Some people letting them know, hey, civil rights, my ass, buddy, and all that stuff. But the the crowd for the motorcade was shockingly pro Kennedy. And uh, up until the moment he was killed, basically uh, it was very, undis very undisrupted, very positive. Uh, twice the president stopped the motorcade to shake hands with people because everything was just going so swimmingly. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get in a few more handshakes before I go to the trademark. Everything's, everything's just going bang. Everything's just going perfect for Mr. Mr. Kennedy, the president. I'm, I'm killing it today. So, Mike, you mentioned civil rights. I hear that it wasn't on the conspiracy wall. They had a conspiracy wall. 
Um, and it's like, here's a bunch of conspiracies that are popular. It's yeah. got the the best of those. The best part about that is the the Cuban government and then the Astro anti Castro Cubans are right next to each other. Yep, it's got that, and then it's got the Soviet government, New Orleans scenario. We got uh, you know, investigative agencies, the far right, organized crime, Jack Ruby. Um, it's just like a conspiracy wall with like a little paragraph for each one. You know what they don't mention is that you know possibly black people did it. And when I was in the tour walking around because you know it's kind of packed in there so mike and i kept splitting up and i'm like in a section that not all of it was like entirely about the assassination a lot of it was like the life of kennedy before the the life of kennedy before his presidency his presidency historical stuff right it was it was a lot about just like here's more about kennedy than him just getting shot here's like the era yeah so so in this section they're, they're talking about how civil rights are incredibly contentious and how Kennedy wading into those waters was very controversial. And that's what Haley's reading at this point when she runs into the sky. Yeah, I I, I didn't I wasn't talking to him. I honestly thought he was talking to a wife or something because he just uh, he's looking at the, the civil rights wall and he's like, see, this is what makes me think that anybody could have done it. You know, the blacks. And then he just walks the fuck away. And I don't think he was with anybody. I think he just felt the need to throw that in the ether. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny, too, just hearing that when it's like, I don't know, there was like, it's like you see the FBI model of them, like, recreating the assassination and just all this, like, interesting shit. And it's just like, this guy sees a single black person on the wall and he's like, blacks did it. Black people did it. Right, and like you, you have the the sixth floor museum trying to painstakingly recreate the assassination and present you with all the evidence you could ever want to make up your mind about what happened, and then this guy is just like civil rights. Yeah, black people killed the president. Obviously, there was no other thing that pointed to that whatsoever. But I saw a, a couple of black people on the wall, and yeah. I they did it. I don't know. <laughs> just the most. The most dumb, incoherent, just just spouting your ignorance into the world statement you could possibly imagine. Just man, I, I man, like that. I I'm so sad that I missed out on that lunatic because, as Haley said, it it the sixth floor museum is really weird because it's it's very busy, but it's also very small because it's just this. It, it's just one floor of the building Oswald was working in when the president got shot. So you are moving around to try to find all the little nooks and crannies because uh, it's there's a lot to it. They they cram a lot of gram in there. Mm-hmm. And, it's kind of like a maze of just yes. history. Yep, it's a maze of it's a maze of history. Like eighty percent the assassination, twenty percent just like Kennedy's life and what the early sixties was like and what was going on. And it was very interesting. And the other thing I found very odd about the the sixth floor museum was the banker's hours of the place. They're, they know they got a captive audience and they're, they're not there to pander to you. You're, you're there to see them on their time. Cause uh, the six floor museum is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays and it's open like 10 to five the rest of the week. And on the sign, it says period point blank, but we sell our last ticket at eight at four at four fifteen. So if you're not, if you're not here at four fifteen or earlier to get a ticket, get fucked we know you want to come here we know we have you by the balls so 
we're just going to run this place the way we want to. It's like McDonald's cutting off breakfast at 1030. They you wouldn't let me in the fucking gift shop the next day because I didn't have my ticket. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we go to the gift shop, which was surprisingly tasteful. You know, they're not selling like head, you know, they're not selling dead Kennedy shirts. Right. Um, they're not selling the autopsy photographs. Yeah, no, that's yeah. outside. Yeah. Well, uh, you get like we're getting to the ghouls in a moment. Uh you get like recreations of Jackie Kennedy's jewelry and like a you know, a couple inspirational quotes. Um just like some Christmas ornaments, lots of postcards and magnets. I got the magnet of the um Oh yeah, the sign. The sign. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the sign yet. <laughs> yeah, I know the sign was so cool. The, okay, so outside the book depository, oh. the the sixth floor museum, it has the official like Texas Historical Commission plaque, um, and it's like got a big old long like three paragraphs about like you know why it's of history. Why what what happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end it says like um. On November 22nd, the building gained national notoriety when Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly shot and killed President John F. Kennedy. And, like, people have carved deeply, deeply around the word allegedly, like, to the point where it's clearly a permanent, like, fixture in the sign because my magnet that I got at the museum, you could see it, like, carved out in that, too. (laughs) It's just, like, people are always carving into it. Um so I thought that was kind of funny. They also carved around the tw- the twenty two, which is like, what? Why'd you do that? I, that I don't understand. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah uh, so basically, uh, what you the, the theater of the mind to explain this to people the the sign is like uh, it's a black. The, the sign is black. The writing on it is like is a dull gray. That is the, that is how you differentiate it. The word allegedly has the black carved out around it so aggressively that it's all gray around it's the like word indented. allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's yeah. People just absolutely went to town on this sign and mutilated it so that the it's it's basically the most primitive form of highlighting a word you could do. <laughs> like, I'm surprised that the word allegedly isn't like in hot pink or <laughs> like the neon yellow the way a highlighter would do it. Because they really want to sell you on the fact that it is only alleged that Lee Harvey Oswald killed the president inside the Texas School Book Depository. So then, so, the next day, we hit deep cuts. Yes. So, yeah. So after we did the Sixth Floor Museum, the next day we went to um, we went to the site where Officer Tippett was shot. and um, This was hilarious. Yeah. Haley loves the fact that there is a, a neighborhood crime watch sign literally about 10, <laughs> 10 feet away from where. Uh, it's just right uh, across uh, from the sign. Yeah. Right, right, right next to where Officer Tippett was uh, gunned down by Lee Harvey Oswald. There's a crime. Uh, there's a crime watch neighborhood protection sign. Big old right eyeball. <laughs> yep. And it's like they. Maybe they should have had that up there in 1963. Maybe we could have uh, taken care of some business if we had been more on top of our game back then. So we went to Officer Tippett's shooting site, which is literally – there is another Texas uh, historical monument plaque there. But besides that, you wouldn't know nothing about nothing on this thing if you didn't know. Nobody and, was there. Nobody was at – these no. this day we didn't run into other JFK tourists no, like we no, did. No, no, Dealey Plaza. Yeah, Dealey Plaza is a magnet. Everyone goes to Dealey Plaza. Everyone's there. 
Yeah, we we went into the weeds. We went into the deep cut. So we went to Officer Tippett's shooting site. Then we went to the Texas Theater where Oswald got arrested. But again, much like the the uh, Sixth Floor Museum, it's bankers' hours. They're on their schedule, buddy. You're not on your schedule. If you want to see the Texas Theater, you show up when we want you to show up. So yeah, it was like four p.m. the day we went. They're like, it opens later. Yeah, they're like, yeah, if you want to come back around four o'clock and um, FYI, Dallas is actually the hellmouth. It is actually (laughs) the most terrible city on earth. It is it is an atrocity. I am super angry at President Kennedy for getting killed in such an awful place. The roads are a bit bad. I wrote the roads are horrifying. I, I I live in Boston and we have terrible roads. Dallas somehow took the championship belt of horrible roads away from Boston, which I thought was an impossibility, but it achieved it. I mean, there were times when I, I was just, um, um, Haley was carting me around or I was taking lifts and Ubers. There was many times where I felt terrified, where I was just like, oh, I'm about to get killed here. This is... This is going to end poorly. I mean, this this is city planning, not so much when it comes to Dallas. Uh, if you're from New York and a nice, clean grid system, you're not getting that in Dallas. Let me tell you, you are not getting that in <laughs> Dallas. Oh, 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 sweet baby Jesus. You know what was across from the theater that was hilarious, though? Um, a CBD store. Yeah. Um, that may have been pilled because they had an interesting sign. It said that the CBD helps calm the storm, but we won't read too much into that. But it was called American Shaman. And for listeners who don't know, that's uh, Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. the Q Shaman's rebrand after getting out of um, prison. So it was just kind of like the perfect Mike melding sandwiched in between the theater and top 10 records is america's american Amer- shaman american shaman <laughs> cbd where they tell you that the their their drugs help the help to calm the storm yep <laughs> that's yeah uh so we went to top 10 records which that was another, so fun so uh top 10 records is another kennedy assassination deep cut because that is where officer Tippett ran he basically officer Tippett runs in the top 10 records gets on the phone makes a call waits for a few seconds doesn't get an answer hangs up the phone then gets back in his car and drives away and minutes later he is killed by lee harvey oswald so it has always been this question in the jfk assassination community as to who was Tippett trying to call and what happened and because it was so urgent that he like literally ran into this random record store to make the call and then he didn't get an answer and then he just dips back out and then the next thing you know he's dead so it's just one of those things like what did it mean? What was it all about? Who knows? Illuminati. What's going on? Oh, obviously, obviously, totes Illuminati. Mm-hmm. So uh, that what was funny was the clerk that worked there. He, uh, we talked to him, and he said that basically locals are just here for the music and to get stuff and the out of. Yeah, he's like, "Where are you from? Nobody knows about the phone." Locals right. don't know about the phone, right? Basically, he he pegged us as non-locals because I went to the phone immediately, and that is a sign that you are a nut. If you go to where <laughs> the phone is without looking for anything else first, you are a nut. And uh, so, yeah, and I mean, guilty as charged. So that was very funny. Was um, 
running in there and the phone so they have much like the sniper's nest they have plexiglass the phone you can't get at the phone but uh there's have, a framed tippet yeah, they, they have the, they have a big photo of tippet next, next to, to selena next to selena yep which is it was more of a selena store yes it, it, uh, <laughs> yeah uh well corpus christi that's like selena country was that it yeah, the, it, it, Corpus Christi is way farther down, but like this was we, the area that this was in was kind of like there was it was kind of like a Latino neighborhood uh, when we went to this part because there was like some pretty good restaurants around and just like you know candy shops and stuff. Uh, so yeah, there was like a big Selena mural on one side of the buildings we were walking around, and then inside this record store, it was just like a lot of the merch was Selena focused because you know she's big texan icon um there was a sick-ass punk album there was a like a punk uh like compilation record called bloodstains across texas and it was 18 essential punk rock blasts and the cover was um lee harvey oswald getting capped by jack ruby yeah inside the silhouette of texas yeah it was cool yeah Uh, inside inside the silhouette of texas is is uh lee harvey oswald being shot by jack ruby it was not for sale though so if any listeners have that one let me know yeah zines there were zines at the shop that was sick um yeah the guy could totally tell we were not locals and he started asking us questions which is like big mistake bud big yeah (laughs) Haley negative 48 pilled him no yeah no you i thought you we started talking about it and you mentioned the guy that like walked in and was just like learning jfk history through karma's posts <laughs> yeah 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 so what happened was is karma i knew the layout of the store because a negative 48 guy posted a video online because uh karma was asking me about stuff to troll negative 48 people with so i told her to put top 10 records as her location so she did and then this guy made a video where he was just like, well, I got a message on the internet to check out top 10 records to see what that's about and how they're connected to the Kennedy assassination. So here I go. And he walks in and he sees the clerk and he's just like, so what do you guys have to do with the Kennedy assassination? What's all that about? And then the woman gives the speech about Tippett and the phone call and all that stuff. And then the guy just walks out of the, of the place. I was like, wow, that was really interesting. And just like, me and Karma educating negative forty eight people about the Kennedy assassination via troll troll uh, location posts on her Twitter feed. The guy looks so concerned. He's like, "They came here. Oh, one of those guys came here." And then I started telling him all about it. I was like, "It's okay." The guy went like splat. And then I started showing him photos of the Scooby Doo bus, and uh, we just started like telling him that. And then we were just like, "Okay, bye." And then we just walked out. <laughs> Yeah, just 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 give somebody a just give someone a dollop of insanity. Just at- attack their brain for a moment, then flee the building. <laughs> it's like it's like we are literal uh, monsters in a role play in a, in a real life Call of Cthulhu game where we're just like damaging this guy's sanity. We just permanently reduce his sanity by one point. He'll in, in three sessions, he'll be a gibbering moron. He'll just be absolutely he'll be institutionalized with no hope of ever seeing society again. He'll be a per, he'll be a permanent fifty one fifty. And uh, yeah, the, the the good work the good work we're doing here. So yeah, we so we did top ten. We did um, the tippet shooting site. We tried to do the Texas theater, but again, banker's hours. 
So then the next day, uh, Sunday, our last day in Dallas. Um, we go to the as, Western as, store and uh, back to Dealey Plaza. So uh, the... So we so Haley tries to get back in the gift shop, but they tell her no because no, they're yeah. like you need your ticket, and it's like I packed it. I'm leaving the day, and he's like can't get in without a ticket. Yeah, I was like I have a bunch of photos for me at the museum. He's like take it. I was like okay, <laughs> fuck. These people hate money. They just they, like, I literally I want to go into the gift shop to give you money, and the guy's like no. I was saying I literally said that. I was like dude, I just want to spend more money. Right, and they're like nope. We have protocols. We will not accept your money without a ticket. Sorry, like you might kill him again. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that 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 is um, that is uh, I I hit a guy with that really tired joke because uh, I remember a trillion years ago that when when garbage was on tour in America that they went to the they went that air, they went to the Six Floor Museum and they made a they made a message of the fact that they they posted about the fact that on the wall it says like handguns forbidden and they made a crack about i guess rifles are okay and it's just like yeah so it's just like that guy that guy's heard that bit more than a couple times <laughs> about the no guns allowed in the building because uh oops <laughs> i guess oswald missed that sign that day but um they so the one that that was the one thing because uh Haley has the little tote bag that's the one little cute thing they had there that I thought was kind of like on the nose was they have the sixth floor museum and they just have all the windows closed except for Oswald's window. They just have Oswald's window opened halfway the way it was on the assassination. I just thought that was a little kind of thing where if you don't get it, you don't get it. But if you know, you know, and I thought that was kind of interesting, but um, there was a sweater that just said JFK assassination. It said, it said JFK assassination, Dallas, Texas, November 22nd. And it, it, that's all it says. It's like a sweater. And it just says assassination, like on his forehead, the printing. And it's just like, what is this? Why, why are we selling this? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, thought, I, I thought that I thought that was at the Wild West store. Yeah, so it was at the Western store. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a little too tacky for uh, the sixth floor. So the sixth floor museum was like their assassination memorabilia was more like reprints of the old newspapers that broadcast the news that Kennedy had been killed. Um but so we get rebuked. We get uh, Haley gets the the Heisman. She gets rejected by mm-hmm. the, the the sixth floor museum. She's not allowed back in. And I, I mean, we probably had thought we had absorbed all there was to absorb in Dealey Plaza because we had been there two days in a row. Yeah, we kept and, going back because you were close, and, and it was just like something funny right. to do. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's again, it's incredibly small. <laughs> When you've been there for a little while, you've seen it all. There's, there's, no, you don't think there's any new layers to it. But boy, howdy, were we wrong? Yeah, uh, <laughs> cut to the the first couple of days. All we saw was uh, middle aged dad tours with guys wearing try that in a small town shirts. But then Sunday, ooh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So before, like, before, as Haley mentioned. The previous two days, the people that were making money off this shit were guys in headsets being like, and now we're in Daily Plaza, and this is where the president was fatally shot. Bah, 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 bah. I'm glad you paid 25 bucks for this tour. Or uh, a couple guys that would hand out a pamphlet and tell you the pamphlet was free, but then if you tried to walk away from the, with them with the pamphlet, 
they would demand five dollars from you to leave with the pamphlet and then you pull out your wallet and they're like ten dollars yes the guy hit me for <laughs> ten right after i grabbed my wallet and I'm like, <laughs> I was like buddy you just said five and he's like hey whatever you want to donate it's okay i'm like oh this is a donation now this is not a sale oh <laughs> fuck you yeah so so those guys like but like, again like that's small potato stuff the guys hawking five dollar pamphlets guys doing guided tours wearing their uh, uh yoga instructor headsets i mean just like whatever sunday we get in there and holy shit there is a guy um there's two guys on the grassy knoll one guy is frontward facing on the grassy knoll and he's got a sign that says jfk the reckoning and he's signing his books. Marshall Evans. And apparently, uh, I mean, when I read JFK The Reckoning, I'm like, JFK is coming to kick some ass. JFK is pretty mad about this shit. JFK is like, you sons of bitches killed me 60 years ago, and now it's time to pay. So we had JFK The Reckoning on one side. and He's then... got some brutal autopsy photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, uh, yeah. Again, this is the thing, is that like, the Sixth Floor Museum, tasteful, historical, everything... This guy has just got photos of Kennedy's head all opened up, just dried blood everywhere. Um, second by second shot of him getting papped in the dome. Yeah, and yeah, it's the, like on a billboard, yeah, like a oh, poster board yeah, next to him. Yeah, yeah, ma- ma- massive, massive blow ups of the Zapruder film, including the headshot where you just see the red cloud of blood surrounding the president's head. I, and then the aftermath like like the, the photos of the aftermath of uh, before kennedy falls over and he's off camera where you just like see the side of his head is just blown out like these this like all the gruesome details just absolutely binders that just read jfk autopsy like <laughs> yeah, right oh yeah just absolutely the most ghoulish shit imaginable um and so we had him and then on the other side, there was another guy selling another Kennedy book. Uh, and Haley got a little thing from that guy for 10 bucks, and he, she got it autographed by him. Okay, this was hilarious. So, first of all, these signs were not on the wooden fence the first couple days we were there. This guy oh, yeah. pinned yeah. his book, like his book ad, onto the grassy knoll fence. Yeah, so uh, well, that this, was so this, funny. Yeah, this, so basically, there's a little fence uh, near the grassy knoll, and the, the the historical society have recreated that fence to be as historically accurate as the, as it was the day of the assassination. So that fence has that sign that Haley's talking about on it, and now I'll let you, I'll let her tell you about the other sign that was on the fence. Yeah, it says it says book signing today, JFK, absolute proof. Author Robert Grodin, who some might recognize that name, and then it says this is the famous grassy knoll. Another sign, hilarious, hilarious. The this is classy. Yes, like, and then yeah, the guy that is like the the Grodin guy. Uh, he was signing his um, JFK, the case for conspiracy magazine, which I did pick up and he did sign it, which was a hilarious interaction because we kind of had to go. We had to go. Poker had to go to the uh, football game and I was about to go to the airport and I was like, OK, well, I got to kind of go. And like he was locked in a conversation, but his wife was like, he'll sign it for you. And she kind of held it hostage like he's going to sign it for you. And I was just like, OK, we kind of got to go. Um, and she's like bugging her husband. She's like, Robert, sign it. And he's still blabbing. He's like, I'm talking, honey. And she's like, Robert, just Bob, just sign it. 
and he he takes it but he's not signing it. he just puts it down in front of him and she's like she yells at him she's like robert sign it she's gonna leave yeah she's gonna go somewhere and then she's like here you go sweetheart yeah yeah oh it's just one of those things where it's like you just tear your partner a new asshole and then the moment you're done doing that you're like i literally said that i was like y'all married as hell Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so he signed my magazine, which was nice. And then I looked up this guy on Wikipedia while waiting in the airport. And here's a fun fact: Did you know that he served as a consultant on the Oliver Stone JFK movie? Um, not, not shocking in the slightest. Yeah, he was the he was the uh, expert consultant. Um, and he also had two cameo roles. He was the Parkland doctor who was working to save jfk and also the courtroom projection projectionist showing the zapruder film um which is hilarious and also this guy was apparently he's been cited about 80 times for illegally selling those magazines on the grassy knoll because he doesn't have like a permit (laughs) of course oh god no but he's won his case every time free speech baby (laughs) Fuck you, Texas. <laughs> I I wonder if he was the guy that told Oliver Stone to just get a smoke machine. Well, this is one of my favorite little make debunks. Make the guy's eyes black. Keep making him a demon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that shit. No. No. Oh, you, you, that's funny. I mean, the, the, the demon, that's Nixon, right? The demon, yeah. The, yeah. So the demon CIA agent in Nixon would have been funny if they did that. But the movie JFK is supposed to be historical. And so... He's using testimony from a woman, and the woman, uh, her testimony changed over the years and became more and more aggressively pro-conspiracy and more ridiculous as time moved on. And she says that she saw a flash of light and a puff of smoke from the grassy knoll. And so Oliver Stone just takes her at her word, and he's just running with it. And this actually is a, this is a thing that us Oswald people uh, like to bring up. So Oliver Stone, while he's making that scene, gets out all these different guns and fires them because he's looking for a gun that will generate a puff of smoke. And spoiler alert, modern firearms in the 1960s did not generate a puff of smoke. They just be- boom, just bango, bango. That like you might get a flash of light, but you're not getting a puff of smoke. So eventually Oliver Stone just gave up and used a smoke machine to generate the puff of smoke. He was just so desperate to get his puff of smoke. He was like, fuck it. I'm just fuck actually trying to adhere to Robert Groden said we need smoke. Damn it. Yeah. Robert Robert Groden wanted a puff of smoke, so we're gonna fucking make a puff of smoke. <laughs> yeah. So it's just uh, that always makes me laugh that people like fucking take that movie seriously when they fudge the facts that egregiously. But so thinking that the guy who wrote JFK, the case for conspiracy, and served as an expert consultant on that movie is not to be trusted? I would assume not, no. (laughs) But uh, what Haley mentioned, which is so hilarious, is the fact that that sign says this is the famous grassy knoll. And I, I cannot reiterate how small Daily Plaza is. It is incredibly small. The idea that you would not know that there was a grassy knoll is impossible. Like maybe one out of a thousand people. Did someone not... come up to you and ask though? Is this the is this the grassy knoll? No, uh. no they didn't ask me. I wish they did because that would have been really funny and would have validated <laughs> that, that sign. No, 
what actually happened was my only interactions, my, my interactions with people were at the Zapruder uh, pillar, like the little concrete thing. I think they said it, they called it like a plat or something on the sign. But the where Zapruder was standing, that's basically like my main interaction with people was just like talking about that. Zapruder was standing on top of this thing when he filmed it. And my main, I had a, I had a conversation with one group of people, but I, the, the only other time I talked to somebody was when the guy with the pamphlets came over and started trying to uh, con those people into taking the pamphlets and getting money. And I just started kind of finishing that guy's story for him. Cause I kind of wanted, <laughs> I kind of wanted to steal his thunder so that he would seem less expert. So these people would not be conned into taking a $5 pamphlet. Cause again, he hands it to you. He literally hands it to you and says it's free to look at. But then the moment you try to walk away from him, he starts hitting you up for money. And as Haley mentioned, he, he elevates the amount of money he's looking for as time goes on. So I was trying to like ruin that grifters uh, sales pitch by just being like, yeah, so then this happened, and I, I was just trying to become the tour guide. I was just trying to, like, shut him up. And then after I said all I could say, then he started going into conspiracy town, and I just couldn't take it, so I just walked away. I'm like, fine, fine, you win. I do not want to argue with you about if this guy saw people on the grassy knoll then died in a car crash on his way to testify. And, ah, aliens did it. Yeah, the aliens. It was the aliens. That is... Uh, that's about as logical as the uh, as the guy in the guy in front of the civil rights poster uh, and his theory on the assassination. <laughs> on the Sunday, there was also that hilarious, like, kind of just photo live, like life size photo of JFK that you could pose with, and it was like kind of blurry, and you could yeah. tell it gets folded up at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a giant sign, and the sign is basically on the left hand side. It's John F. Kennedy life size, and then on the right hand side, it's all white because it's very obviously set up for you to take a selfie with it. So <laughs> you can you you can go hang out with JFK where he got murdered and nothing but class. Nothing American. but class. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I I have my photo in Dealey Plaza with President Kennedy, who's chilling with him. Uh, my friends com- complimented me on my color scheme yeah you did you did look good it was a match i had a lot of yellow it was really really yellow and uh so yeah yeah autopsy photos selfies with the president uh, the famous grassy knoll yes sunday sunday daily plaza was man i am so glad i caught that because boy i know i was shocked there were out and i was like man there's really no crazies out here and then last day it was just like this is the best day (laughs) absolute bonkers just pants on (laughs) pants on head insane (laughs) just wow totally totally out of control it was great so then um uh me and Haley departed we departed you went and Uh, saw your big game i went to i uh, went to jerry world i went to jerry world and I can say uh, with all sincerity that Dealey Plaza was the second most tragic place I went to that weekend <laughs> because uh, holy shit, did the Patriots get the crap beat out of them? Uh, it was very funny. Uh, so Jerry World is massive, but it's also a very well-designed stadium because uh, even my terrible seats didn't feel that terrible. I felt like I was close enough to the I was close enough to the field that I w- actually was watching the field. I just wasn't like. There are some stadiums like I could speak of, like the old stadium in, in Foxborough, the Patriots played in, where if you have a bad seat, you're just watching the Jumbotron the whole game. You're not even really looking at the field because it's just hard to access it. 
but I could watch the field. I could watch the game. It was a well-designed modern stadium. Uh, What was really kind of funny was the in-house announcer. They have like preset things. They have this bullshit thing about how loud the stadium is. Not that loud. The Cowboys do not enjoy that. The Cowboys do not enjoy that intimidating home field advantage. I wasn't going, oh, my ears are ringing. Oh, God, they're yelling so much. And also a ton of Patriots fans were in that building. A ton. And uh, we all got our asses. We all got our asses out of there pretty quickly because uh, <laughs> our, 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 t- our team got uh, demolished. It was uh, pathetic. Um, and so that was it, – it, it, it just sucked. It was uncompetitive. We were destroyed. Two of our best players got injured. I think they're both out for the year. I mean, it was just – there's no silver linings. There is no – there's nothing nothing positive about this. This was just bad news from the jump. It, it sucked. So so that all happened for me, which was uh, no bueno. But um, – and so then I get to uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And I – so Spirit Airlines had messaged me like a month after I got my tickets. And they were like, by the way, we've changed your flights. So enjoy your new flight at 545 in the morning, dum-dum. Which I was like, well, fuck it, whatever. I mean, um, I've already tethered myself to this horrible company. It was a big YOLO trip. We were, we, we were just kind of here and there taking naps in the middle of the day. Yeah. 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 So I... Um, so I'm at the airport at like three thirty, three forty-five in the morning, and I'm of the mindset that like, well, this will be quick because no one will be here. They, it felt like there was a shift change or something at the security station because I just got into line at security and the line did not move for like ten minutes, and then finally it started moving again, and I was just like, what, what the hell was that about? Why was this line not moving at all? And then finally, I um, I got through that, and then we uh, I got on my plane, got home, and escaped. Uh, so it was uh, it was an adventure. Uh, I did not gorge myself on Texas food as much as I thought I was going to, so that was funny. But I will I, I will say, Whataburger lived up to the billing. In and out, meh. Um, all um, what was the other one that's out there? Uh, Jack in the Box was fine. Jack in the Box, I've I've had that before. But In and Out and Jack in the Box were whatever. What a burger actually was interesting because I door dashed it, which meant that it like had to be delivered. So I was like, well, this would probably be a little cold, not as good. And I was like, well, that's good. actually, burger's pretty good. Chicken tenders, not bad. So good job, What a Burger, for being the. Um, fast food chain of choice in texas we went to a good jewish deli near Dealey plaza oh yeah yes yep bagels they yep. were good yep it was good i liked yeah. it yeah um so uh tell us about your domestic terrorism <laughs> okay um <laughs> uh okay so my i go i you know we i get to the airport and um you know i um have my my little carry-on bag which is just like i stuffed the magazine that my 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 groden magazine just right in the front right that i just had signed and um you know i'm getting through the line and it it was only like an eight minute wait i was like oh hell yeah this is gonna be quick and and mike was joking when he got in that when he went through the 
you know, security, there was a guy that was like, oh, I got to take my shoes off. Um, and I was like, no problems here. Nothing's no, no, everyone knew to take their shoe off. <laughs> and um, so I'm going through the security and um, my bag gets like beeped and they take it to like the sec like the guy grabs it to take it to the secondary check but he asked me first he's like oh you got like a water bottle in here um and i was like water bottle that's that's crazy sir i do not have a water bottle in there i am a responsible person oh my god my knife um <laughs> i uh i accidentally had my knife on me um the guy looked very pissed when I said that. And yeah, he had to take my bag for full inspection. He's like, you fucking bitch. Um, and, um, uh, I was literally, because I had to go, like, I also had to go off to a secondary point, like, and put my feet on the, put, man, put your feet on the thing. Um, and um, uh, I was, I was literally just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can just throw that away. You can throw that away. You can throw I was just like repeating it. <laughs> I was like, just throw it away. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. Um, uh, like, don't arrest me. Um, and I really loved that knife and I was really sad that I, 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 I gave up so easily. I didn't fight. <laughs> You're not going to win. No. <laughs> um, sir, this is America. Uh, I'm yeah. just traveling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, you go so my stuff. knife was confiscated. I was allowed through. My magazine got a little tussled, and I was, I was literally like, "Hey, be careful with that." <laughs> I, I may have committed a crime bringing a knife to the to the to the, to the carry on, but hey, I haven't read that yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I want. I, I I demand to be treated with a with dignity and respect. Yeah, even, even though I'm basically in your eyes a fucking terrorist at this point. Um. So I went through and then I got home and it was fine after that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was good. And it was a good trip. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I, it was, it was something that I always wanted to do and it was very informative to me just to actually be there. And I really feel like if you're, if you're pilled on this shit and you're just obsessed with it, that going to Dealey Plaza for me it was very demystifying. It's it like uh, again, you watch the movie JFK and he's talking about this guy did an epileptic seizure to let the kill teams get in place, and that place is so small that no, no, the kill teams would not have gotten in place. The kill teams would not have been able to trick people into not noticing them if uh, some guy had fallen on the sidewalk and started tweaking. Like that's just ridiculous. It's it's just a really small chunk of land, and uh, the president happened to get shot there. But if you look at it, I mean, it would have been really awesome if I had gone there, and it kind of blew my mind. And I'm like, there's no way Oswald could have made that shot. Ah, I'm, I'm, I, it would have been so awesome if Daily Plaza had pilled me. But uh, it actually instead confirmed my priors. I really, I really didn't see a lot that would have made me think otherwise. And I just think that it was... It, it, oh, the other thing that was really funny was just as Haley mentioned, this is just another piece of town for the locals. Like people are driving on the all the time. No one cares. There was this one nut who the the murder X is in the middle. There's three lanes. The murder X is in the middle lane. 
there was a guy who literally stopped his car in the right lane in front of the murder X, just stopped his car. Like there was a guy behind him who had to like swerve around him to get into, keep going. And I was just like, what are you doing? What, what planet are you on to think that this is a reasonable or coherent thing to do to just uh, like stop your car in the middle of traffic? Like this isn't uh, some sort of uh, tourist site that you're not on a tour bus. You're just like, eh, I'm driving through Dealey Plaza. Time to just park my car on the highway. Fuck it. What do I care? It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So between the, the dumb idiots running into the street to take photos on the X and people stopping their cars in the middle of the day, it's got to be the most annoying commute in the world. You're like, oh, God, the crazy people. Just let me get through this stupid road. I got to get to work before my boss chews me out. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Um, Dilly Plaza, small but interesting six-door museum, informative and coddling to conspiracy theorists. Uh, conspiracy theorists at Dilly Plaza on Sunday, monstrous ghouls who are into gore and all kinds of uh, tacky shit to make a buck off of it and all the rest of it. But yeah, uh, five out of five stars for Dilly Plaza and Jerry World. Zero out of five stars for the weather and the traffic. Uh <laughs> If if you go, make sure you get a hotel very close to Dealey Plaza and uh, try to coordinate around that because and, uh, and and show up in the winter, show up around December or whatever. Because if you're if you, like this was the end of September, the beginning of October, like this is not summer. This is supposed to be the fall, and it was just the sweatiest city I have ever been in. I was just pouring sheets the whole time, just like oh my god. Just chugging water, trying to stay hydrated. Just brutal. A brutal town. Yeah, it was hot. It was <laughs> hot. Uh, I'm from Arizona, and it's like, damn, it's hot. It's sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. I got so, a Bucky shirt. Yes. That was no, the first I, time I'd ever seen a Bucky's. I had never even knew what Bucky's was until you showed up with that shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any other final thoughts about uh, our exploration in Dallas? Nope. <laughs> I think we got it. Boom. Absolutely. The most anticlimactic finish to a podcast. <laughs> Boom. Okay. So uh, this is a weird special episode, but uh, hey, I'm going to do the shill at the end anyways. because that's. What I hope you do. enjoyed our trip. Yes. I hope, th- I hope this was fun and informative and somewhat enjoyable. Um, if you enjoy listening to us schmucks uh, talking, please give us a five-star review viral media all that kind of stuff grow our tiny little podcast make it a beautiful flower that's larger than it currently is let us go see other tragic sites of american yeah. tragedy yes let's yeah we'll, we'll 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 go do garfield and mckinley next no one ever gives those guys <laughs> any love i mean no one even remembers that they're the other two presidents who got clipped i saw ford theater when i was a kid hmm. so um i've been to the 9-11 memorial there was actually a wall that was like American sites of tragedy, and it's like fucking four things. <laughs> and it was like, wow, yeah. America's had a pretty good run. If it's yeah, it's like, cool. dang, we do a lot, uh, yeah. but uh, there's not. Anyways, um, so yeah, the nine eleven was one of them, and it was uh, I've been there. Um, so I've already hit quite a few of them because there yeah. wasn't that many on the list. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyhow, I will ignore Haley's interrupting of me shilling to get I'm back sorry. to shilling. So if you enjoyed the podcast and wish to give us money, please go to patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where for $5 a month or more, you can get access to our bonus content and hear me talk about the Kennedy assassination a lot. There's a The foulest deed is a very big thing that I did a lot of research on and talked about for tons. Uh, also, we make fun of 2,000 Mules. We also make fun of Out of Shadows and also a Fall Cabal. Those are some other uh, deep cut QAnon stuff that we've done media research on. If giving money to us chuckle fucks isn't isn't something, isn't something you want to do, but you do want to give money to somebody, please give it to one four six love one four six dot org. They are an an organization whose goal is the end of human trafficking. Um, the music that was provided at the start was done by DJ Minimal Effort, and when we use bumps, that is done by Frosty Vo, which you can find on Twitter. So for all those good people and for Haley, this is Mike Rains saying good speed, patriots.